Chapter 15, A New Betrayal, The Second Year of School at Church Farm I Was Brought Into the Smoking Club I think just about everybody smoked at the school, which was technically not allowed, even though everybody knew we did it. As long as we kept quiet, school officials looked the other way. On Fridays, the boys would take turns walking into town to buy our stash for the week. We would pool our money, and with it the designated buyer would buy a suitcase full of cigarette cartons. Then, after dark, we would go out to the soccer field to have a smoke. When we were done we would sneak our cartons back to our room and put them in our secret cubbies. Every room had a secret hiding place hollowed out in the linoleum floor. They were made by students who had come before us, somebody had the idea to cut away a square of linoleum, along the lines of the pattern, and hollow out the floor beneath it. That's where we would stash our secrets, like Playboy magazines, pocket knives or cigarettes. That year I was a little older, a little taller, and I was allowed to be one of the cigarette buyers. I would walk to town with a pocket full of cash and head to the store. One day, when I got to town, I found a girl standing outside the store. She was tall, with dark hair, and she smiled at me as I walked in. Hi, I said. She waved at me and watched as I sauntered inside. She saw me load up my bag full of cigarettes, and when I came out she asked me about it, what are you doing with all those cigarettes? They're for the guys up at the church farm school, I said. She laughed. Is that the school with all the tennis courts? She asked. I can see them from the highway. Yup, I replied. Do you play? I do. You know visitors and friends are allowed to come on Sundays, after church. Why don't you come over and we can play? I never have anybody come on visiting day. Maybe I will, she said, I'm Tommy. Diane, she replied, reaching out to me. We shook hands, and I walked back to school thinking about her. To my surprise, the next Sunday she came. She had her own tennis gear, all white, and we went out to the courts together. She was good too. We had a fun back and forth, and when she left, she promised to come back the next week. She visited the next four Sundays before she finally said, next time you buy cigarettes how about you leave early and come over to my house. I happily agreed. The next Friday I snuck away early and went to her apartment for a meeting that would change my life. The details of that day are going to stay in my private memory, but I will say Diane greeted me with a big warm smile, and I didn't hesitate to come in. Everything about being with Diane felt right. That day I had my first sexual encounter. I consider it my first because it was the first time I got to choose it. It changed my whole perspective, I had been told for years in the movement that I couldn't be around women, I couldn't touch them. That even so much as letting my hand graze a woman was evil. And a sin. The highest and holiest thing I could aspire to was physical purity. But the only time I ever felt dirty, evil and sinful was when I was with the people trying so hard to live up to that ideal, that day, with Diane, didn't feel evil. I felt alive. I didn't realize how much of the movement's rules I had taken in. I knew I wasn't allowed to touch women in front of them, but I had internalized that rule. Even when not under their gaze, keeping away from women felt right. When I first touched Diane I had to fight through what they had told me. 
That moment got me thinking about my life and all that the members of the movement had told me, and I began to think it had all been a lie. Living without love was wrong. Trying to stop people from loving was wrong. Suddenly, I started to see that my life had been given away when I was brought into the peace mission, and it was time for me to take it back, after being at Diane's, I returned to school, with a new outlook and a plan forming in me. I was going to leave Church Farm School. I had a little bit of money, but not enough to get me back to California. I decided to reach out to one person who might be able to help me, one person who might still care, my pop.